Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, back on the Ohioan podcast. I got Columbus Dispatch reporter Megan Henry. Megan, thanks for coming back on the show. Always fun to have you on. How's it going? It's going pretty well. Thanks for having me. It's always a blast. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. How was the holiday? I mean, uh, big holiday season. Do anything fun? Yeah, it was really nice. I went up to my mom's house in Toledo for Christmas, okay. and I had the week off after Christmas, so I stayed up there. With her, she's a school teacher, and so she was off that week as well. So we just did a lot of relaxing, Christmas movies, a little shopping. So fairly nice, pretty low key. Good, good. Yeah, mine was good. It was good to catch up with family. Uh, my vacation time was out, so I didn't get to take that much time off. So I was trying to do the family stuff while doing the work stuff too. So all kinds of fun stuff going. It was a good deal. Good. Um, hey, you triggered something. I got to ask you about this before we start talking about your stories. You mentioned Toledo. Yeah. I've been trying to get in touch with AP Bio because they're sending me press releases about how they're coming off a new season, hoping to have one of their people on the show. I don't think it's going to be Patton Oswald, but, you know, hopefully somebody from the show. What do you think about AP Bio being a Toledo thing? I know they're based in Toledo, a lot of Toledo jokes. Are you pro AP Bio or negative AP Bio? So I gotta be honest here. I haven't. I know. I know about the show, but I haven't actually really watched it. Um, okay. But I remember when it first started airing, there was like a lot of buzz on my social media with a lot of Toledo accounts. And so I think, uh, from what I've at least heard, it sounds like a positive thing. I think uh, recognition of Toledo is good. I feel like Toledo kind of has a bad rap sometimes. Okay. So I feel like it's overall good. But I yeah, I haven't actually watched the show. I have to add it to my my watch. Yeah, I got to be honest. I haven't spent that much time in Toledo. I've been an Ohio guy my whole life. I don't know much about Toledo. So I kind of enjoyed the show. Glenn Howerton, uh, I like Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I like Patton Oswald. I haven't seen, maybe because I don't have that Toledo background, I'm not sure if it's pro or anti-Toledo. So I love hearing from you on that because I wasn't sure if it was like, ooh, I hate how they mentioned Toledo, but it sounds like it's pretty positive from what you said. It seems like it. I'll have to. I'll have to watch some episodes and get back to you on that now. Okay, very good. Yeah, you triggered something that we weren't <laughs> going to talk about, but it made me excited. So, yeah, I wanted to talk to you. You had a couple stories that actually came out over the weekend uh, about the Buckeye Pause program. And I'm going to try to bring up his picture because I'm a sucker for cute dog photos. Uh, tell me about what you guys did with that. Yeah. So, oh, look at that dog. Uh, yeah. So yeah. I'm also a sucker for. For dogs, and so back in November, this dog Shiloh, actually the one on the photo, he mm-hmm. became an internet sensation kind of overnight. Um, one of the one of the doctors, a neurological resident, tweeted out a photo of of Shiloh, um, and which is he's part of this program, Buckeye Paws program, as you mentioned, where basically they just go around to the the staff. They tend to the staff 
specifically at Wexner Medical Center campuses across uh, the Columbus area. And so they just, you know, just kind of show up for the staff to, to, you know, pet, cuddle, hug, you know, take a breath and just kind of pat the dogs. Um, and they're designed to just help the well-being of the staff. And so um, the doctor just tweeted out a photo uh, with the caption along the lines of like, how awesome is it that, you know, the hospital I work at has these dogs for the staff. And it just blew up overnight uh, just with the age of COVID and healthcare workers, you know, being on the front lines. And so I did um, a story about the program and I found out that actually uh, it's a newer program. It started last year. Just in the days right before COVID, uh, the first COVID patient in Ohio uh, was diagnosed, this program came out. So little did they know that COVID-19 was right around the corner and this program would be all the more important for healthcare workers in 2020. Yeah, I've had some family members having to spend time at the hospital. And obviously, you know, anytime it's the hospital, there's stressful situations. You're dealing with, you know, patients going through tough times and everything. But like you said, COVID makes it a lot worse. And I know you cover a lot of great um, healthcare stories for Dispatch. And you, you've shared these stories before, but maybe for somebody who doesn't read the Dispatch a lot, talk about what hospital workers are going through. I mean, we see it, you know, sometimes on TV, they honor the first care workers and everything. And I think sometimes we think, oh, it's TV, you know, it's a special case, but it sounds like there's a lot of even local hospital workers that are, are really struggling over the stress of dealing with COVID patients all day. I mean, obviously, it's still a serious problem, and it's something that's really impacting local hospitals, it sounds like. Right. Uh, yes, it's really grueling. One of my colleagues, Max Philby, he spent part of a day in an ICU here in Columbus, and his story uh, was really eye-opening. It just sounds really grueling and taxing and just these uh, healthcare workers are surrounded by death constantly and they get to know these patients pretty well and you know there's no family or friends or any visitors of, of the sort so they get to know kind of the families over the phone and they kind of play like a, a family role as well as a healthcare provider role to these COVID patients um, and so it's really heartbreaking um, for these doctors when when a patient ends up ends up dying. Well, and I think, too, you know, a lot of times, you know, they go back to some type of family, even if they're single, you know, they've got extended family that they go back to. And I know my wife's a teacher and she's teaching in school and my kids go to the same school. And it, it's hard knowing that they go to school. It's hard. I mean, the school's done a pretty good job of keeping everybody safe, but you never know with COVID. And I get nervous for them. I get nervous for myself. Even though I'm, I'm glad to be able to work from home, it, it, it's tough. So I, I can understand that not just the stress of what you're doing inside the hospital, but I'm sure the stress of having to go home and interact with your family, not knowing if you have COVID or not. That's got to be really tough. Seriously, yeah, I, I cannot even imagine what it's like. Um, one, of the talk, one of the doctors that Max talked to explained how uh, he lives with his fiance and explained how when he comes home from work at the hospital, he immediately like strips down, throws all his clothes in the washer and dryer, and then like takes a shower and then you know spends the rest of his his day or his night with it with his fiance. We actually um, we were doing that with my family, and it, it got a little tough. I mean, yeah. I think especially my youngest one's eight, and it's you know she kind of understand. We've kind of stopped that part of it, but sometimes I wonder about that too because again, you know, it's still here. It's still something that we definitely have to take seriously. So uh, very good. Well, it, it's good to see they have this program. Is there any next steps for what the doctors are doing? It sounds like probably just continue the program, continue to serve staff members there. 
Yes, so as you can see in the photo, there are four dogs, but they're hoping the, to grow the program and get up to 10 or 12 dogs, um, potentially, wow. for the staff. Because departments in the hospitals can, can request the dogs or request like, a dog to come and uh, visit the staff. And so since Shiloh became an internet sensation, uh, they are very, very busy. And so they hope to get more dogs so there's less of a wait time for the, for the staff and so they, the dogs can help more people um, on a more regular basis. Fantastic. Well, really good. And I love seeing the positive stories. Obviously, you know, being a large metro paper, you know, we, we got to cover some of the stories and there's a lot of tough things going on with COVID, but it's good to see good things happening, at least positive stuff happening. It's good to see that we're covering it. So that's always exciting. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. Like you said, we definitely do a lot of icky stories, but it's always nice to do like a more lighthearted piece about dogs. Yeah, and you have to get there because obviously we need to cover the news and what's happening. But it's good to see some of the human side and the side that people are doing to try to help out. I'm always a big fan in favor of that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at the other, one of the other recent stories. And sorry, pulling this up as we're talking here. Um, you also talked about a woman with a, a rare autoimmune disease. Uh, talk about what's happening with her. That's a story that came out this morning with the dispatch. Yes. So this is nothing to do with COVID whatsoever, <laughs> but okay. it's basically, so this, um, this autoimmune disease, which I had never heard of until um, I had been introduced to this patient from Waverly, Ohio, but basically this autoimmune disease, it's similar to MS where it affects, um, yes, uh, Sealy uh, down in Waverly, Ohio near Portsmouth. Mm. Um, but yes, it's an autoimmune, it's similar to MS where um, it affects your nerves and it, specifically affects your spinal cord and your optic nerve. And so it can potentially lead to blindness and paralysis. And the um, autoimmune, which is called, uh, I was just looking at how to say this word. It's neuromyelitis optica. It's N-M-O-S-D is the name of it. Um, And so, Yes. So that occurs in relapses. And so when you have a relapse, it can, it can potentially lead to blindness or paralysis either for a short time or, or a long time. And so this woman um, was diagnosed with this back in 2005. And for many years, she had relapses um, during um, a few years span. She was in and out of the hospital hundreds, at least a hundred times, she told me, just due to relapses and ailments. Uh, but then she got enrolled in a clinical trial through Ohio Health here in Columbus. Uh, and the trial was for this treatment called Endspring, which is meant to just help with the relapses. And since she was enrolled in the trial five years ago, she said she has had zero relapses. Oh, uh, okay. So this has given her a totally new lease on life since she suffered from paralysis and blindness kind of on and off, um, you know, before she enrolled in the trial. And so this has really given this woman just this new lease on life and she wants to go back to school and she's able to spend more time with her family, her grandchildren. And she loves cooking. So she spent a lot of time in the kitchen. Uh, but the really exciting thing is this treatment that she started taking five years ago during the clinical trial. It got approved by the FDA over the summer. So the treatment, it's called Endspring, uh, and it was approved in August by the FDA. And so people with this awful debilitating disease have the option now to, to take it. 
Yeah, and the um, treatment was through Ohio Health, and it's it's a big selling point for Central Ohio. I mean, I just think of all the great medical research being done. Um, my daughter has autism, and you know, we were told, "Hey, go to Columbus. There's a lot of good treatment there." And it sounds like there's a lot of great stuff happening in some of the Central Ohio hospitals. Yes, seriously. Yeah, Nationwide Children's is a great example of that, um, as you were mentioning. But yes, there's there's so many. With all the hospital systems we have here in Columbus, there's so many new medical innovations that are taking place. It seems almost uh, daily. I feel like I get something in my inbox about yeah. it. Um, how how does the hospital feel about the treatment? They've got to be thrilled that you know their work is paying off and everything. Is it a surprise? I mean, are some of these things like, wow, we didn't think we could do it, but we feel fortunate it happened? Or are they to a place where they almost plan on breaking new ground like this? How do the hospitals look at stuff like this? Yes, they're very excited that this got approved over the summer, and they're very excited to hear how well that this treatment has helped this woman. Uh, it seems like, um, you know, it seems like they kind of expected it. You know, they kind of were planning on it to to receive FDA approval after the initial results turned out to be so promising for, for patients. Um, but I think at first, when they first started the trial, it was kind of like, oh, I don't know, you know, what's going to happen? Um, but I think as they started seeing the positive results with the patients in the trial, um, didn't really come much, as much of a surprise to Ohio Health that it got approved. Cool. Well, we got to talk some football before we close, <laughs> but let's first talk about your next healthcare stories that are coming up. I know you're, you're back to work after a, a good vacation. What What's in your mind? I know you tweeted out saying you're looking for story ideas, so definitely connect with Megan if you got story ideas for her. I want to mention something afterwards, just something um, happening with a friend of mine I wanted to mention uh, after we got off the uh, podcast. But what, do you, what are you working on next? Yes, great question. Um, so medical school applications are are way up. And so uh, that trend is true at Ohio State. I don't remember the exact percentage, uh, but it's something around like 15 or 10%. It's some, it's some really high number about medical school applications uh, that are up. And so I'm doing, starting to work on a story about that. Um, I, you know, I'm pretty confident that it has to do with COVID-19 um, as being, you know, the main driving force behind the increased numbers and the percentage. Uh, but I'm I'm curious to to talk to some actual applicants and you know future medical school students. Here's something that we uh, was uh, covered when you were away, and it, it was more of a political story. So I'm not sure if I'll be under your radar, but I thought it was interesting. Last week, uh, Governor DeWine was talking about 60% of Ohioans that are working in the healthcare facilities. Um, especially senior homes, are not taking the vaccine yet. And he was kind of surprised, a little dismayed by that. Are are you seeing that in your coverage? I mean, I know there's a lot of conspiracy theories and crazy stuff going on there. Are you seeing a lot of reluctance? I mean, I can understand for maybe a general public, but I'm kind of surprised with some of these healthcare workers. Have you have you experienced anything like that yet in your reporting? I, I personally have not, but I think it's just because I've been off for a week, but yeah, I right. the, the, this badge came out with the story yesterday, just kind of explaining, you know, what's, why the, why the vaccine has come out kind of so slowly, so much slower than I, I think people expected. And it, it cited, yeah, hesitancy among the um, population who was able to receive it, so as healthcare workers and nursing home workers. Um, so I think there is some hesitancy to it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure, you know, their thoughts or reasons with it. Um, but I also, uh, the story was describing how part of the reason why it's been so slow with the rollout is just with, with the two holidays, with Christmas and 
New Year. It sounds like people were just taking time off. So maybe that is part of it. I'm not entirely sure. Well, I think it's good for people to get good up-to-date information. Mm -hmm. I mean, not the, oh, I read something on Facebook or oh, they're all the government's trying to get us or anything. I'll be honest. I mean, I... I get a little nervous having kids and thinking about what to do with vaccinations, not from a conspiracy, but just saying, hey, uh, hopefully everything is okay for my kid. I don't want to mess my kid up with something. Um, So I I understand concerns with it, but just, I guess my advice would be find the appropriate information where it's good to ask questions. Hey, if you're confused with my baby conspiracy theory, ask somebody that question, but don't fall for bad information. Make sure you're getting good information out there. Right, definitely. Well, we got to talk, and this is great because I love Twitter because you can kind of learn more about people, and I'm a football guy, and I like the fact I saw a lot of football tweets recently, which is good. Um, I got to ask you, and and probably if you looked at my Twitter feed, you understand where I'm at football-wise. Are you a Steelers fan, or are you a Browns fan? I I wasn't quite sure from reading your tweets. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So I am, I'm a Steelers fan. Um, Good. But I, I am happy that the Browns uh, are in the playoffs. But then, you know, of course, I saw that the Steelers are playing the Browns again right. in the first round. So I'll be I'll be cheering on the Steelers. Yeah, we've had some podcasts earlier today where I, I got kind of grumpy. I, um, I'm 40. I'm going to be 46 tomorrow, which is frightening. I'm, I'm scaring oh, myself. Okay. Yeah, I, it's <laughs> it's scary. I, I don't like being 46, but we'll we'll, we'll deal with that tomorrow, I guess. But um. But when I was a young kid, they used to do Browns and Steelers. They would play donkey basketball or basketball games. And I never went personally, but I hated hearing that the Steelers would lose that to the Browns. So whatever it is, if it's football, donkey basketball, poker, racing around the street, whatever it is, I don't want the Steelers to lose the Browns. But I actually thought they looked pretty good yesterday. They didn't play that many players. They looked good. I, I feel good about Sunday night that they're going to win. I don't like the fact that it's Sunday night. I like to get up early. I don't want to stay up late watching the game. But I guess I'm going to have to. It should be pretty interesting. And then Ohio State, I know you were off. You, you were off in Toledo, but obviously have a huge story. The Buckeyes won. Uh, how big was that for you guys? Wow, that was incredible. That was awesome. Uh, I'm a pretty big Ohio State football fan. So that was, that was incredible watching. Uh, I'm really excited for the national championship game, but I don't think um, I think it's safe to say that uh, at least in my friend circle, we weren't expecting Ohio State to win. We were hoping, but yeah. we didn't. We were kind of uh, coming into it with a realistic, you know, this this doesn't look good for us. But we were really happy when they just they just pulled away, and then they just kept adding on. <laughs> I, I had fun. We were talking with Big Nut. He came on the podcast. Oh, nice. The big crazy you know, guy who paints his face with Ohio State yeah. stuff. And uh, there's a rumor out there saying that Urban Meyer could accept the NFL head coaching job this week. Big Nut did not like that. And if Urban Meyer didn't get the job, the rumor was Jacksonville was going after Ryan Day, wow. uh, the current Ohio State coach. And, boy, you thought I told Big Nut that his – you thought I swore at Big Nut or you thought I cursed out his family. Because Big Nut did not look too happy. <laughs> He's a very happy guy, but did not like the idea. But I think Ryan Dale stay with the Buckeyes, but it's always fun to joke around with Big Dog. I'll just put it like that. Yeah, so. yeah that's funny. Yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, I, I was happy. I got a Ohio State, you know, Big Ten, you know, championship four years in a row sweatshirt for Christmas. Oh, okay. And so, you know, I wore it for the first time on Friday, and I was joking with my friends earlier for the game how it's my lucky sweatshirt and I got this new sweatshirt. So Ohio state's going to win. And so lo and behold, they did win. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, 
it was a game they were supposed to win, but no, they looked good. And I, I was fortunate. I, I worked days, so I haven't had to work a Buckeyes uh, night yet. So I've been lucky. It was really busy the other night at the dispatch desk. And um, I may avoid it. I, I actually offered to come in that night and help if need be. Uh, but January 11th to play Alabama should be a busy night at work and an exciting night, you know, with the Buckeyes there. I, I was thinking you did that story with OSU Wexner Center. Do they get, obviously, they're busy, tough times of COVID. Do they like to show their Ohio State spirit, you know, when stuff like this happens, when the football team goes on a big run? I think so. Yeah, I, I I definitely see, you know, the big love for Ohio State at the at the hospitals. I see a lot of the M's, you know, are crossed out. A lot of them are crossed out year round. So just, mm-hmm. just stuff like that. So I think people will just get excited when Ohio State football does well. Very good. Well, remind us, where can we connect with you? We're connect on Twitter, but where can people who are listening in uh, connect with you? Uh, the final healthcare news and everything. Yes, definitely. So go to, you know, dispatch.com. That's the Columbus Dispatch website. Um, also, if you want to talk to me directly, you can shoot me an email. My email is mhenry, so it's M-H-E-N-R-Y at dispatch.com. Okay, and it's Megan K. Henry on Twitter, right? Yes, that's right. Got to get the middle middle initial in there. Yes, get that middle initial. Or, I, I, is there another Megan Henry? I always wonder about that. Oh, yeah. I That was already taken when I signed up for Twitter, and so I just added the in, in the in the middle initial. It, it was funny. I There's some Chris Pugh out there. So when I decided to join Twitter many years ago, um, that's why I'm Chris Pugh 3 with my personal Twitter. I like to tweet about Steelers and stuff I'm interested in. I have Chris Pugh edits where I talk more about our work stuff. Uh, but I've had some Chris Pugh's get mad at me for stuff I say. So I've been like – uh, you know, added by Chris Pugh's going, I don't believe that. I can't believe a Chris Pugh would say that. It's kind of strange. And I actually got followed by Chris Pugh that was interested in something I had to say. I'm like, this just feels weird. So I, I don't know. I, I wonder how this, if you have like a famous name and you're, it's close to the name of like a famous person. Like say there was a Donald Trump out there that, you know, would, had Twitter name of Donald Trump. But, you know, how is that? Like, did, did they get yelled at or anything else like that? I don't know. It's some of the stuff I like to think about. It's fun. So, well, very good. Well, thanks again, Megan. We very much appreciate it. Hang out for a second. There was a story that I wanted to mention to you off air. But thanks again. Just check out Megan, and thanks for listening to Ohio. We really appreciate it. Thanks for having me.